Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Jean Cirillo, Julie Zellman, and Frank Todaro. This is I in the Future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and... Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer all your questions on love life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at six at 646-381-4141. Dr. Cirillo and I will be taking your calls later this evening. This will be a fun and exciting show, so stay tuned. Our number again is 646-381-4141. Um, the switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call to get in the queue, 646-381-4141. So, guys, um, did anyone listen to the Man Cow Muller show this morning? No, I don't have access to it. You don't have access to a radio? <laughs> I don't have access to his show, which is which is out of different spots. Oh, so they don't have it out on Long Island? Really? They don't... I don't think so. I, he's like co- competition with Howard Stern. So, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anybody else? Uh, catch it this morning? Um, I didn't hear it this morning, but I heard fabulous things about it. Oh, really? So who was on? Um, some psychic. I can't remember her name. Hmm, I know she blew him away, though. She, she definitely. <laughs> <laughs> she impressed him. Well, well, you know, much to my surprise, I really was, it was me, obviously I was on the show this morning, but, you know, in listening to his show, I know that, like most people, they're lucky if they get a minute or two. Oh, Gene, yeah. you, Dr. Cirilla, when you were on a show, how long did you get? I got about a minute or two talking about his sex education in the schools. He basically dominated, and, and, you know, that was it. I didn't get to say very much. Well, I was on for about 20 minutes. Wow! He I must didn't have get wanted to, to hear that, about himself. I didn't get to say all, but I gave him a prediction on 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 the you know when I was on the show, and and he was blown away by it because I was I nailed something very specific to what was going to happen tomorrow. Um, but you know, it was like you know he obviously did a lot of talking, had a lot of commercials in between, but it gave me the opportunity to talk. You know, it was nothing like what we were supposed to talk about. They told me they wanted to talk about. Um, paranormal activity and if there was an increase in paranormal activity. So I was prepared for that. So his first question to me is, Lady Fontaine, are you getting all your psychic information from some demon entity? 
Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I don't even know what I said. And <laughs> I was so thrown by that. I wasn't expecting that in my wildest dreams. Like, I had known that he wasn't, he was going to sort of do like a, an opening question or two, but I had no idea he was going to go there. But somehow, you know, wherever I went with it, I was able to get in enough stuff because I thought to myself, I'm, I'm absolutely screwed with that because I'm going to start talking about whatever, and he's going to cut me off and say, you know, she's an idiot and the, all this other kind of stuff. But it turns out we had a great conversation. I found him very charming, um, you know, very personable. He, he asked me for a lot of predictions. Um, so I gave um, – and he never talked to me about the paranormal, incidentally, but I gave some general predictions that I – about um, Obama, and he calls Obama, you know, something else. So when I said Obama, he <laughs> corrected me to his way of saying it. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then he he was asking me uh, questions about himself. So I, I know when I had been when Sky and I had talked about this before, and obviously. I wasn't. I didn't want to give any general things, but anything that could be researched, and I didn't. I didn't know what to say. I wasn't really prepared. I wanted. I said to him, "I kind of need you to ask me a question," and then he sa- he didn't really ask me a question. He says, "Well, what do you see for me?" And then all of a sudden, I saw something for him. So I told him about it, and basically, what I saw was an opportunity coming up for him on television. I said, "It's nothing like what you've done before." I said, "It's not as you're not getting a series." I said, "You're not." getting like a two-minute, you know, uh, um, spot on somebody else's show. I said, I'm seeing it to be totally different than that. And I said, it's coming up relatively soon. It could be anywhere from now till like February of next year. And he goes, oh, that's too general. And then all of a sudden I, I was about to say Fox because Fox was coming through so strong. But then CBS just jumped in my head and I said, go with it. I mean, I'm hearing my guy say, go with it. So I said, it's going to be on CBS. So he goes, oh, my God. He goes, that's very interesting. And I said, why? He said, tomorrow I'm taping a two-hour something or other for CBS. And he didn't tell me when it's actually going to be shown. My gut feeling is it's probably going to be shown between now and and February of next year. And then I just happened to, when I went on Twitter before to, you know, tweet some, you know, about the show, um, I looked on his, you know, uh, site on Twitter and it said that he was going to be on Fox tonight. And I wished I had said that because that was so on my mind. And then when CBS popped into my head, um, I said, no, go with that one. But, I mean, I, was right, I would have been right with either one, but I wish I had mentioned both. So when he was telling me about the show, he, I could hear him, like, turning to other people in the studio. And he's going, I have that tomorrow. I'm CBS, I'm doing that two-hour thing. That's nothing like I've done before. And then he, he's making them, all the people in his studio, tell me that, yes, that's really true. He goes, right, right, isn't that true? You know, so then I go, well, that, I guess, speaks for itself. And then, you know, when we were talking about some general predictions, he says, well, how do I know this is true? I said, well, when it comes true before the end of the year, because I gave a time frame for it, then you'll contact me and let me know. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was a fun interview. It really, really was. And, you know, but I just wasn't preparing for him to ask me some of the things that he did because the producer kept on telling me very specifically what the topic for the um, you know, interview was, and it wasn't anything like that. And I kept on looking at the time, and I'm going, I can't believe, you know, um, he has me on the show so long. And he had music for me, too. Um, if I could read your mind, some sort of song or something. I mean, it was amazing. It really, really if was If you amazing. could read my mind, yeah. You read his mind, obviously. He was a right. He'll have you again. 
Well, we'll see. But it was fun, and I was just thankful that I got more than like a minute or two because I hear him just go you know, cut people off, you know, so quickly. Somebody was on today, and then he, they were on for about 30 seconds. He said, well, you've had enough radio time, and he, you know, he cut them off. So, um, you know, I thought it was a good interview. I was happy with, with the way it went. I really, really was. So if you have the opportunity to listen to one of the podcasts, tell me how I sounded, because <laughs> I don't want to hear. Because that first, that first, um, that first uh, question just threw me. I don't remember what I was saying. I started to talk about guides, and I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to back me against the wall now with me talking about guides, but he didn't. And one thing that was interesting when we were having this conversation about the guides and stuff, and he was asking me about demonic things, um, he apologized to me on the air for asking me that. He said, as soon as I asked you the question, I heard the words, and he said, I didn't feel good about it, and blah, 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 blah. And I thought that was an amazing thing, because he doesn't seem like the type to me that would do that. No, how far into the interview? Know. How far into the interview did you give the prediction about CBS? Probably about three quarters of the way. Oh, really? Like that—that's why he kept me on. Right, that right. That's really of, cool. No, that was towards the end of the interview. I looked at the the clock, and it was about um, seven fifty or seven fifty-four or something like that. And I was on at like seven seven thirty or something like that. So I was on for a while already. Right. But, you know, in between, he did a lot of commercials and a lot of talking. And, and then we got to talk about the law of attraction because I said something when I was talking about, you know, um, predictions or something like that. And I mentioned something about the law. I said I'm a believer of the law of attraction. So then he re, he sort of stated what his take of it is. And then I had the opportunity to, you know, talk about, you know, not sending out one because he went through this whole thing about, you know, be sure that you don't say anything that you don't want. Like, you know, if you if you don't want to be without a job, don't be saying it. Don't say, well, I don't have a job, because he's, he was basically saying that's going to end up creating for you, you know, not having a job. But he didn't say it in those terms. So then I went right into my want thing, and he was he would listen, and he goes, what was the word? And I went want, W-A-N-T, and he went, oh, and then I was talking about the lack of. So I got my words in about the law of attraction, which I really wanted to talk about, and, you know, and just some other things. It was a wide variety of discussion, way different <laughs> than what? Is there an increase in paranormal activity? <laughs> well, well, radio host talked to him about his favorite subject himself, Man Cal Mola. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> so long, what they want, right? He had said to me, like, when I was get started to give the prediction, he thought it was too general. And he was saying, um, you know, uh, as a radio host, you know that I have a big ego and blah, 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 and you're feeding right into it. What I felt like saying to him, if I was on, and I knew not to, but I was about to, you know, I was thinking of saying, well, if I was on the Howard Stern show, I don't know that I'd be telling him the same prediction. You know, and he's got a huge ego, but I might see something totally different for him. But for Man Cow, I saw what I saw regarding, you know, um, this this opportunity on CBS, which I feel actually is going to lead to something else for him. So either when, I don't know what kind of special it is that he's taping tomorrow, but I kind of feel they're going to ask him back to to do this on some regular basis. So we'll see. But it was good, and you know, I was happy that I nailed it on you know national radio, um, something you know as you know big as that, and he validated it right right there on the spot. Well, Mancow isn't the only one who gets to hear predictions. Our our listeners do as well. 
Phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They're here to answer all of your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. Yes, that's like getting a free reading from Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Remember, if you don't want your real name used, please let Lady Fontaine know, but in order for your question on the air, we need real names. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be taking your calls right after the mailbag questions, so be sure to give us a call at 646-381-4141. And now it's time for our Sky McKenna's Skywatch Report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my new website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my new blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this, then, is for the week beginning Sunday, August 15th, 2010. Well, thankfully, we're past a lot of the intense energies of these last few weeks. Though we're not totally out of the woods, but we are down to just normal old Mercury retrograde nonsense and other planetary shenanigans. And this week, the action mostly takes place at the beginning and then at the end of the week. Early in the week, Jupiter will make a return opposition to Saturn. We felt this energy before, so this is kind of a continuing cleanup for this energy pattern. And then the very big action occurs on Friday, August 20th and Saturday, August 21st, when Mercury turns retrograde in Virgo until September 12th. The Sun opposes Neptune and Venus will conjunct Mars. And then on Saturday, August 21st, Saturn will square off with Pluto. So these couple of days could get a little squirrely for us. On Monday, August 16th, Jupiter will oppose Saturn, and we might feel that old push-me-pull-you kind of energy again. Responsibilities may weigh heavily on us, and our personal freedom may feel limited in some way. Because of Jupiter's retrograde motion, this aspect is back for a second go-round. It happened last May, so think back to that time and see what was happening for you in your life. Similar situations or energies could occur now, and there could be a struggle between things old and new in our lives. There could be feelings of extremes, so staying as balanced as we can is the key, once again. Tuesday and Wednesday, August 17th and 18th, the moon moves through adventurous Sagittarius, and we'll all appreciate a good laugh by now. We may find happy energy around us, maybe for a change, and this is time to explore life and not take ourselves or others too seriously. It's also a good time to think big and be open to new possibilities, especially educational ones or maybe even something travel-related. But our very big action begins again on Friday, August 20th, when Mercury stands still in the sky. The sun opposes Neptune and Venus will conjunct Mars almost all at once. When Mercury is retrograde, it's usually a time when it's best to rethink, rehash, reflect, and tie up old loose ends rather than begin new ventures. Our minds naturally turn inward now, and it's typical for new insights and information to emerge later in the retrograde cycle that we weren't even aware of. He's sitting in his own sign of Virgo, so he's going to focus our attention on work, health, diet, and exercise. He's also going to be giving us an opportunity to review our work, our health, and our daily routines over these next three weeks. And we're also going to be given the opportunity to look at any of those areas and review them and re-examine any plans that we have. 
And then after Mercury returns direct, put those new plans into action in a reorganized and updated way. We'll also want to stay flexible now because it's common to find our appointments need to be rescheduled. It's also a perfect time, though, to use this energy to clear clutter and eliminate those stacks on our desk. It's important to pay attention to small details that could blossom into bigger details later, and pets could also come to our attention. Hopefully, however, by now we've backed up our computer data and taken a look at our vehicle. If not, we've still got a couple of days to do all of that. We should also be careful if we absolutely must purchase big-ticket items, computers or vehicles especially, and double, triple, and quadruple check any and all documents that we may need to sign. On the plus side, we can gain valuable understanding about our lives just by looking and thinking about them. The cycle may also bring people or events back into our lives for a relook or a resolution and things and actions that use our creative, intuitive, or non-rational minds for these next three weeks can open new doors after Mercury returns to direct motion in mid-September. Also on Friday, August 20th, the Sun faces off with Neptune, and we could feel a little discontented or experience some confusion or maybe some anxiety today. But there could also be inspired creativity available to us, and also, if we meet someone new, this could be something written in the stars. But we'll want to be aware that everything is exactly what it seems. And for anyone involved in any creative pursuits, this energy is divine creativity just waiting for us. And on Saturday, August 21st, Saturn will square off with Pluto. This can feel like a test again. We can meet big resistance today, and we could lock horns with those around us, intentionally or otherwise, the winds are shifting again here, and we may find that we can make more headway in smaller affairs and short-term commitments, personal or financial, for these few days. So this is a good time to sit things out and watch which way the dust settles, especially with Mercury being in retrograde motion for these next three weeks. But all of this energy, once again, is asking us to look at and be prepared to release people, places, and even ideas that have outlived their usefulness to us. And if we do this willingly, we won't have to have things taken away from us by force. Just a helpful and hopeful thought here. Now this week, I want to talk about how and where this Mercury retrograde will affect each sign. And this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, your work environment, daily routine, and health may be up for review and reorganization. Make sure your work is solid and sorted. You may find yourself rethinking or reconsidering any of these things. Wait till after the middle of September to make changes, though. Taurus, a romantic someone from the past may make a return appearance. Or you may reconsider and review your current romantic relationship. Do rethink what you do for pleasure and enjoyment, too. Change things around for best results. Gemini, home and family life may need some reorganization now. Be sure to be clear in your communication in or about your home. You also have an opportunity to review or rearrange something in your home to your advantage. Cancer, all types of communication could be confusing now. And you especially want to keep an eye on your vehicle and your computer and be absolutely sure you're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's on any documents that you need to sign. Leo, think before spending. Payments may be delayed and or you may also receive money due you from the past. That's a good thing. And it's a great time to begin reviewing ideas for new sources of income. Virgo, your personal life is up for a review and rethink. And you may even be thinking about changing your appearance. Think about it now, but don't act on it yet. Libra, secrets from the past may be revealed and come up for review. And pay attention to your dreams. You could receive some valuable hidden information. Scorpio, you may find that your friends complicate things, or you may confuse them. It's really important to communicate clearly with associates to avoid misunderstandings. You may also find a friend returns to your life. Sagittarius, your career may feel stalled for these few weeks. 
and you may find yourself rethinking your career direction. This is the time to think, not act. And be sure to speak clearly with superiors and co-workers, and then make changes after mid-September. Capricorn, you have a possible opportunity for travel or learning. Some idea you once found delicious can resurface, but double-check plans, especially if you find yourself traveling. Aquarius, matters related to joint income could return for another look. Consider offers carefully, especially if finances involve any kind of partnership. Wait a few weeks to sign any documents if you can. Pisces, take care in any communication with any kind of partners. An issue that you thought was resolved may resurface for re-examination and or reconsideration. Walk softly. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. As always, thank you, Sky McKenna, for her amazing report. This is Lady Fontaine, and I'm here to remind you to visit my website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about me or to schedule a psychic reading or life coaching session. That's ladyfontaine.com, L-A-D-Y-F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E.com. And for those of you who like monthly predictions, please read my exciting Psychic Scopes column on Billy Lowe's new website called lowlights.com, red carpet beauty before it hits the stands. That's lowlights.com, L-O-W-E-L-I-G-H-T-S.com. Billy Lowe, as you may know, is one of the leading beauty experts and hairstylists in Hollywood. Check out his website for leading beauty and celebrity news, and be sure to read my column called Psychic Scopes. This is Lady Fontaine reminding you that I will be at the Tang Theater in New York City on August 20th, 2010 at 7.30 p.m. The show is called The Invisible World, hosted by Frank Todaro. Yes, the same Frank Todaro, who's the male voice here on Eye on the Future. He is a paranormal enthusiast, actor, voice actor, and co-host of my show, Eye on the Future. I will be co-hosting his show, The Invisible World. We will be at the Tank Theater in New York City on 45th Street between 8th and 9th Avenues at 7.30 p.m. Friday, August 20th. I certainly hope to see you there. You can buy tickets on the website. Visit thetanknyc.org. Looking forward to seeing you Friday, August 20th at the Tank Theater. Well, all right. That's the Tank Theater on 45th Street. You guys with me? Yeah. yeah. So you want to tell us yeah, a little bit about that? That's the show that? that follows Al is all the time, right? The Invisible oh, uh, World. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, yeah. The Invisible World is a uh, paranormal radio show, paranormal science news, all sorts of stuff we talk about at uh, 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. That's 12.30 a.m. While you're supposed to be sleeping, you should be listening to ghosts and goblins and aliens and things that go bump in the night with me and Lady Fontaine. Uh, Well, we have this live show. It's coming up, as you just heard, at the Tank, 45th Street. And hit... Uh, the tanknyc.org for tickets. It should be pretty amazing. Lady Fontaine, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we actually just booked a, uh, one of the musical artists. Uh, one thing that we do in the invisible world for listeners that don't know is uh, we, we usually show some local music artists, a lot of chiptune, a lot of electronica, uh, and one of them, the short sleeves, are going to be performing a live set in the second half of the show. So that oh, should wow. be pretty exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. that is exciting. It's going to be a great time. So hopefully I'll see everybody at 7.30, August 20th. Come on down and give Lady Fontaine and I a high five. Yeah, I hope to see a lot of you guys there. I know Julie said she could not make it because she's going out to the Hamptons. Dr. Cirillo, are you going to be able to make, like, yeah, make I don't, a I'm guest appearance? I'm tired of for the weekend. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Let me just right. say. All the cool oh, people on for, for Lady Fontaine thinking that I am blowing them off, I would prefer to actually be at your show. I have a family reunion in the Hamptons that I must attend. <laughs> well, you, you, you know where, uh, where family unions, reunions really work well is in paranormal live events. So, I mean, there's I a hundred totally feet theater. Bring them the out. People that, are, that have crossed over. Yeah, exactly. Go, it, it'll be a real family reunion. You have a Lady Fontaine talking to great-great-great-grandma, swap recipes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm definitely on your side here, but that would be getting about 20 people to come from the Hamptons to the city on a Friday evening to see, uh, to listen to... You talk about ghosts and aliens. Listen, I'm on board. I'm definitely on board, but that may be why I'm the black sheep of the family. We'll, we'll add an extra row if you change your mind. Okay, thank you. Sure. Well, ladies, now it is time for the mailbag question of the day, if you guys are ready. Yep. This week we have two great questions from uh, oh, both women mm-hmm. from uh, pretty difficult situations, and they need your help. Okay. First one starts. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I'm a 34-year-old educated woman who has only been in love with three men. I married my high school sweetheart when I was 23, and we were married for almost 10 years. We have no, no children. After the divorce, I got involved with a man who taught me a whole new meaning of sex, love, and happiness. In comparison to the years with my husband, they were stressful and uh, very emotional. She's talking about her husband here. Or so it seemed at the time. The reason I divorced him was he admitted cheating during the whole marriage with over eight different women. He was the only man I had ever slept with and loved. I always believed in the fairy tale that when you fall in love, it was to be happily ever after. Boy, was I wrong. The new man in my life, Charlie, was my Prince Charming, she puts in quotations, or so I thought. About six months into the relationship, he became abusive, and I found out he was extremely involved in drugs. As he got deeper into drugs, he started to physically and emotionally abuse me more and more. I feel apart, and sadly, no one was was there for me. 
My friends left me the most in my time of need. The most in my time of need. It was a typical abusive relationship. Somehow he would convince me that I deserved being hit, and I loved him even more. It's been a year now. I'm seven months pregnant, and he left me about three months ago. He still isn't to drugs, I hear. He basically stole everything I had left. My aunt in Oklahoma wired me money, and I got on the next plane. That was the last time I saw him. I stayed with my aunt until I had the baby. I now have a beautiful three-month-old daughter, and I recently moved back to my hometown. I'm lonely and miss him so much. I've been hoping he'll change and stop drugs and violence. Should I wait? He hasn't shown any feelings towards the baby. I'm so sad and still in love with him. How can I be so stupid? How? But I can't get rid of the feelings for him. And what about the baby? I'm afraid to file for child support. I'm afraid I'll ruin my chances with him. Could he change? Did he ever really love me? I hope you'll respond, and thank you for listening to my problems. I listen to your show often, and your words of encouragement have helped me get through the past year. Thank you. That's Emily in Dutchess County, New York. Wow. Um, uh, I'm going to defer first to Dr. Cirillo on this one. Well, you know what I'm going to say. I mean, this this guy's bad. Now, she yeah. said, I don't know if she did just didn't see the real him or somehow with the drugs and whatever it is uh, bringing out a monster inside him and maybe after 10 years of rehab and therapy he might be a little bit different. But uh, I certainly don't think that he's going to change any time in the near future. It sounds like she doesn't miss him. Because she doesn't, you know, Oprah said something very good. You don't miss what you had because what you had was a mess. You miss the fantasy of what you would have liked to have, especially since this relationship started off uh, in a very positive way. And now she has a child, so in some sense they're tied together. I would file for child support. I don't know how much you'll get out of somebody like him. But I certainly wouldn't worry about it ruining my chances for a good relationship. If anything, he can take responsibility for the baby, and, and maybe that'll be some of his motivation to get some help for himself. But, uh, no, I think she has self-esteem problems to begin with, and somehow this guy is abusing his dupe right into it, saying it's her fault, not his fault, that he's abusing her. Right, right. But um, I think that's what she's got to work on now. Get it, making a good life for herself and a baby. Well, how does she do that? Like, what would be her first steps? Because she's sitting there missing him. Do you have any steps or any any suggestions that you could give her as far as how she can start those steps to rebuild her life? Well, first of all, I would file for child support if there's a chance of being able to get anything. And then I would either go back for more training. She didn't say whether she was working or not. I would certainly try to uh, find something that I could do maybe from home while the baby is young. I don't know if there's any other support systems around the aunt in Oklahoma. Uh, I, might even, I might even consider relocating if that was the safe place and the person that she wanted to be with while she was expecting. 
then I don't know how practical it is to go back there, but I would certainly get education and work and some kind of stable environment for myself and the baby and then look for another relationship in that order and file for child support before doing anything. Right. I do definitely agree with you on, on the whole thing, but most especially from a psychic perspective, I do feel she would be able to get some child support. Um, from the baby's father. I mean, I think in this letter she indicated that she moved to Oklahoma with her aunt, but I think she went back to where he lives. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what that's I think it says here. So she already moved back to the location that he's at, which I feel is extremely dangerous for her. I mean, you know, if she starts running into him and everything, I feel she's going to have a hard time in keeping her distance from him, you know, and mm-hmm. I... Well, you know, the problem is if she's going to move to Oklahoma, she better move now. From what I know from a legal standpoint, <clears throat> a lot of times if you have a baby with somebody, the support order forbids you to leave the state with the child without the permission of the other person. She already and did that, give it. Yeah, she yeah, but that was when she was pregnant, but now she came back to New York where she's back in her old home. Right. Right, but she's also back in his old home. So if she wants to relocate, she should do it before she goes uh, to court for child support because as part of the child support, visitation comes along with it, and often the judge will forbid one or both to leave the state without the permission of the other. Oh, that's a good point. But if she left the state first, and I guess this is a legal question, you might not yeah. know, but if she left the state first, is she still able to file for child support, or would she file for child support wherever she moves? I don't know. She might be able to file in Oklahoma, even though he's in New York, or she might have to file back in the state where he is and where she was. That she'd have to ask a lawyer. Mm. Check on um, where the laws are better for her and her child. I think the environment is better in Oklahoma, but we also, if if we're going to be tied to somebody in order to get money from them, especially an abusive person, we also have to think what are going to be the restrictions on us. Well, you know, and, and I agree with that. Um, you know, and from a psychic perspective, I really don't have much to add here because I don't feel that this that this guy, Charlie, um, you know, is, it, it, you know, is... I don't feel it, it has the potential of being a healthy relationship. I don't find anything in his energy that shows me that he's working on himself. I find him to be a user and an abuser um, and really not out for her best interest or for the baby's best interest. So I would caution um, Emily to, you know, think of the child before really seriously considering, you know, any future relationship with this guy. You know, it's really she might not. be better off if she can support the child alone and if he's not showing an interest in visitation, which he probably will show once she files for child support. I guess the best thing would be if she could get on with life with her child and leave him behind until and unless he contacts her and wants to support as well as see the child. I, I don't know what the legal and practical matters are here, though. I don't know what her resources are without him. She's managing without him now. Well, so far as the uh, the actual advice that we're giving Emily, because uh, we're going into details now about the particulars of her child support, uh, Emily, I, I, it sounds like everyone is saying that this guy's bad news, 
and that you should go for that. Don't worry about whether or not he'll take you from the child support. The question should be, how should you get the child support by this point, or whether or not you want it? So, uh, thank you very much for your for your letter, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Let us know how it goes. Well, we, have we have another, another mailbag. Would you guys like a another mailbag question? Absolutely. This one's interesting. It starts, Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I'm a new listener to the show and was referred to you by a close friend who said you're fantastic. So I was wondering if you could please help me with a very troubling situation I'm in right now. I've been dating a guy named Matt for the past six months, and this past Tuesday he pseudo-broke up with me unexpectedly. This was a huge shock because just the day before, we had spent a fun and romantic day together, spending part of the day cooking with friends and the rest of the evening just cuddling and talking and planning together. He suggested we make plans for October, said he didn't know what he'd do without me. He kissed slash cuddled with me all night. Things had appeared to get more serious for a while before then because we recently talked about going on vacation in September and had taken the step of meeting each other's parents as well. He seemed so happy and genuinely crazy about me. But 24 hours after I left his house, he called in the morning while I was still in bed and broke up with me over the phone. The only explanation he could give was, I'm not happy. He ended up coming over to talk about it, saying he's not happy, not happy with himself. He hasn't been happy for a while, feels wrong about being in a relationship, and that he's always had these problems with commitment, communication, etc. in every relationship he's ever had. He'd done this before, three months prior, and I'd agreed to work on things as long as he sought out professional help to work on his issues. He hasn't done that. When I pointed this out, I pointed out the fact that he's also been really stressed about his job, housing, money situation. He said he'd make a therapy appointment, but still couldn't make a decision about us. His appointment is on Wednesday, and he's continued to call me all week since, asking for support with work issues, sharing his accomplishments, just to talk for hours at a time. I'm so confused, and this seems to be a pattern. Every three months he freaks out. What's going on? Is there any hope at all with the situation? Thank you so much, and I truly appreciate any insight you're able to give, Katie. So the, the two names are Katie and Matt for you, Lady okay. Fontaine. Okay. Right. And, um, uh, yeah. Well, you know, this this one's a tough situation. There's a few things I want to talk about. One is um, I, I do feel the, the very, very heavy energy with this guy so when he says he's not happy, I feel there's deep wounds. I mean, very, very deep wounds from way back. I mean, this isn't just something because, you know, he's got some financial stuff or job and housing stuff. It's way deeper than that. It's huge gaps that I'm feeling in his energy. And, you know, nothing external. These are the kind of old wounds that nothing external is going to help. You know, he's got to do the work internally to be able to, you know, feel better about himself, and that process could take him days, weeks, months, or years. I mean, it really all depends on him and, and how 
focused he is in doing the work and, and how well he's guided with, with a therapist or whoever that's helping him. Um, one thing I want to say is I don't feel that, that um, Matt and Katie have fully run their course, um, but what concerns me here is at this state, Katie's sitting there with, um, you know, sort of a, a pseudo broken heart at this point, not understanding what's going on, and he still has that, that, that support. You know, he needs to talk to somebody. He needs somebody to make him feel good, and she continues to do that. And as long as she continues to do that, he's going to continue to take that from her. And really the key, the key point here that she brought up was he had promised prior to all this to, um, you know, to go into therapy, and he hasn't done it. Um, quite frankly, at this point, Katie should step up to the plate and basically say, well, until you're in therapy, I don't even want to talk about, you know, uh, reconnecting in any way. And, and apparently he's not yet asking or saying that, but my suggestion to Katie at this point is to um, make herself a little bit less available, not to be at his, you know, beck and call, um, because I feel that's just going to slow down the process of him healing. If he feels and knows that she's available for him to talk to and him, you know, and she continues to be there even though he, quote, unquote, broke up with her, he has no motivation to change anything. If she he doesn't need therapy easy. He has her shoulder to cry on. Right, that's true. He has true. a fake therapy, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and, true. And I don't feel in the energy, the dedication on his part of, of being in therapy. Perhaps he made one appointment. My gut feeling is he may cancel that and, and have an excuse as far as why he can't go. So, um, you know, I don't feel this has run its course, but I am concerned um, about him ever being able to make a commitment and to be in a different you know, see, be in a relationship with a different perspective. It has nothing to do with Katie. It has nothing to do with the quality of the relationship with, with Matt and Katie at all. It has to do with Matt. And Matt needs to get some help. And what Katie should do is pull back and not be available to him until he gets the help that he needs. And then if he steps forward in some way, shape, or form, um, you know, she can make some choices based on, you know, what he says and, and where he is with this process. Dr. Cirillo, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. No, I agree with what you're recommending. I, I, My sense all along when he said he wasn't happy and he seemed to get this way every three months or so is that he's hiding something. I mean, either he was abused when he was younger or there's something in his background that he doesn't want her to know. And every time they get too close, they get to the point of spending a lot of time together and making a commitment he has to pull away because he's afraid of being found out. And I think that's the same fear that's so intense, whatever it is he's dealing with, that he's avoiding therapy, too, and having to confront himself. Often people could live with these demons inside them for years and years and years, and it wouldn't be so terrible, especially today. There's so much acceptance with television and everything. If they just confronted them in a therapeutic environment and sought some help, but as long as they keep hiding them, you know, they say you're only as sick as your secrets. And and this seems to be true in this case. I, that's why I liked your advice about how pulling away and not being the Band-Aid or the shoulder for him to cry on because if he doesn't have that, then he's got you know, more of a need to get help from somebody on the outside who can be more objective and professional. 
I think he, I think that scares him, and the thing that's keeping him from getting close to Katie is keeping him from uh, seeking some help for himself, which he has to do eventually. Right, and and one thing that you said that really rang true to me when I read this this email for the first time is that you said he perhaps is you know hiding something like abuse from his childhood or something like that. That was the first thing that jumped out at me when I when I got this email. So I practically okay, yeah. yeah. If he gets into this like a moody state every three months, it's not about her and the relationship. It's about something inside him that's coming out of the closet. The pressure builds up, then that's when he has to pull away. Right, and obviously all the outside pressures with job, housing, and money isn't helping the situation more, but I feel even if all of that was cruising along 110% perfect, um, he would still be unhappy. And, you know, it feels to me, honestly, he knows how to go through the motions, and he knows how to go through the motions extremely well, but he feels such an emptiness. I feel he can't even really relate to people. It's all about just going through the motions. He knows what to say. He knows when to say it, but he doesn't truly feel it. And it's not a reflection of, you know, Katie. It's it's all within him. It's just that he's not able to feel it. I feel, you know, that you know, sort of like flatline kind of feeling inside of him where he's almost devoid of emotion, so uh, except fear. So um, for Katie, I feel this, this, if you choose to stick in this relationship, it's going to be a cha- very much a challenge for you. Uh, I think Dr. Cirillo's and my suggestion to you is to use in some way um, his being in therapy as sort of like a, a contingency for you even to you know, uh, you know, continue on in any way, shape, or form. Because if he doesn't go into therapy, unfortunately, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. So good luck oh. to you. Please let us know what, you know, what transpires, and we hope that it turns out okay for you. Well, Gina, Jill, that was fin- that was some fantastic advice you guys just gave, and I'm sure that there are other listeners at home right now with similar problems because this seems to be a pretty. Uh, fairly, fairly widespread problem people have in their relationships that hopefully got a little something from that as well. So thank you, ladies. And thank you, Katie and Emily, for sending us your questions. Again, we at I in the Future hope things work out for everyone who sends us their mailbag questions. And when you do, they are answered by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. So keep in touch and uh, let us know how things work out. Just a reminder to you all, send us your questions at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. That's mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. Once again, the phone lines are open. Please give us a call at 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. Well, thank you, Frank. Those were great questions, and, you know, they were difficult. Both of them were difficult scenarios, so I do hope everything turns out well for them. But I know we have some callers on the line, so I would like to, again, remind um, listeners to give us a call at 646-381-4141. But um, we do have some callers, and can somebody tell me who our first caller is? We have Leslie. And Leslie has a question about her opportunities to move up with her current employer. Okay. Leslie, 
Hello. Hello. Work question, right? Yes. Leslie? Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Good, good. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? Um, well, basically I've been working at the company that I'm working at for about uh, two and a half years, and I love it. I think it's a great company to work for, um, but I am looking to hopefully get an opportunity to earn more money. So, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so your question is um, the potential for growth in the company yeah. you're working at right now. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, do do um, you know, do they think that, I, I guess I'm wondering, you know, what their thoughts on me are and do they think that of me and stuff like that. Okay, well, so you're I'm saying getting... the potential is there, but you just want to know what the feelings are as far as whether or not you're going to be promoted or given a raise. Exactly. Okay. Um, from a psychic perspective, um, what I want to say is I, I, I like the energy. I like the interaction. I do believe that um, you have what I want to kind of say, you know, caught the eye or, or recognition from some higher level people, not just your boss, but it feels to me that um, either projects or whatever it is that you're working on, people have noticed what you're doing. So to me, it feels like a comfortable situation, and it also feels like um, uh, the kind of situation where in a good economy, there would probably be endless potential. The company overall feels to me that they're not making gigantic, um, you know, internal changes where people are getting huge promotions or something like perhaps they might have done, you know, 10 years ago or, or, or something of that nature. But it still feels to me, it still comes through with potential for you, um, but almost as if, you know, smaller steps getting to a, ultimately to a bigger place. I do see a, a door wide open for you, Leslie, for potential in this particular job opportunity for you to grow and to expand and to make more money. But it doesn't feel to me like you're going to sort of like double your salary in six months or even a year or two. It feels to me that there are going to be slower increases. It feels to me that you have taken on additional responsibilities, and it feels to me that you're doing phenomenal with it. So did they, within the past six months, give you new responsibilities in some way, shape, or form? Yes, um, you know I have taken on I have taken on some new things within the last six months. Uh, you know things that are I would say are definitely more heavy duty stuff on top of you know my everyday stuff. So well, they trust you with this. Is there any competition, or you know, if you'd say a little more about without telling us the name of the company, if you could tell us what kind of business it is, uh, it would help us get a sense of. Health, medical, medical. Oh, well, that, and the, the economy then it has an effect. I know I'm in the same field. When it's a bad economy, it's better for health care, and they appreciate initiative. And uh, so long as you don't step on anybody else's toes who feels they're in line ahead of you, there, there are endless opportunities to hop onto a, another company. But she it wants helps. to stay within the company that she's in. And I do feel potential in doing that, but it feels to me limited growth um, right now. It does, does feel to me limited growth. But I do feel expansion in job um, opportunities, you know, throughout, I would say, you know, even the early part of 2011. I mean, if you're looking, I think your question really is, are you going to be getting a promotion? Is that really your question? Or yes. A raise? Okay. Yes, yes, 
All right. Um, to me, um, uh, the potential for that, um, and I'm hearing right now six-month cycles, so your company must do something. Like I don't know if you have, um, you know, uh, what do they call it, evaluations or whatever it is. Do they do that every six months at your company? No, every year. My every next year? one would be, yeah, it would be in March for in me. March. Okay, for you it's in March. Okay. Um and actually, I actually feel something before that point for you. To me, it feels to me to be the early part of 2011. I'm going to say right now more January, February um, has the potential. Either another opportunity, you're going to hear about a whole other opportunity within the company that you're going to apply for, or you will be given additional responsibility. Um, some sort of promotion doesn't feel huge, but it does feel like some sort of recognition and promotion and um, you know more money. But again, it's not showing itself to me like, you know, an extra $50,000 a year or something like that. This company no. doesn't, even though Dr. Cirillo had said that in healthcare, you know, things um, are, are, are booming when the rest of the economy is stale, but this company that you're working for doesn't feel to me that they, they do big raises or that they do big promotions. Is that true? Do you know? Yeah, because it's 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 almost like within the company, even though there are how should I say like they they make good money and stuff like that it's it's a company that there's only so many places where you could go it hasn't gotten to the point yet where there's a lot of places that you could move to like within within the same department or within other departments right it's a relatively small company yeah, but when they when you said that, Leslie, I'm actually feeling though that they're about to do some expansion. So they're I don't know if you're aware of um, I don't know if it's going to be you know uh, you know new departments, new new buildings, new um, new new offices or something like that. But it does feel to me that they're going to be expanding. Again, not in a grandiose way, but in a limited way, and that there will be more opportunities showing up. That feels to me to be. Um, sort of like a plan or will start falling into place sometime in the 2011 um, time frame, but it doesn't feel to me to be what I see for you at this point. The um, early 2011, you know, a promotion or recognition or, or increase in salary feels to me to be on um, your merit, not on all these changes within the company. But I do feel this 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 company that has limited growth is going to have an expansion of growth before the end of next year. Okay. So that right. yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to get like a a, a fifty thousand dollar raise, but it would be no, nice to not. be earning like I mean, a. Like you know, it will at least five thousand dollars more. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I'm feeling between twenty five hundred and five thousand, something of okay. that nature. And I feel even the five thousand would be a stretch for this company. Um, but you may get you may get something in that range. But I do feel potential for increase and and for promotion here. It just feels to me to be slow and steady. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck to you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Who is our next caller? Next up, we have Ingrid. She wants to know if she will increase her finances through current opportunities, teaching, or should she seek something else? Okay. Ingrid, are you with us? Ingrid? A lot of career yeah. questions. Yeah, Hi. there's a lot of money and financial questions tonight. Ingrid, so tell us a little bit about what's going on. 
Well, I've been uh, struggling financially uh, for the past year and a half, but before that I was lucky enough to get a job teaching uh, English to French-speaking people in Europe via the Internet. Uh, And before that I was a recruiter, which I enjoyed because I love helping people and I love communicating with people. Unfortunately, I went through a bad divorce, a bad relate, you know, um, an abusive relationship where I had to get a divorce, and I've, now I live in somebody else's house, and I'm struggling financially. So I, I need to know uh, if what line should I go back to being a recruiter, working from home, or do you, what kind of field do you see me? What can I do? because I really need money, like ASAP. (laughs) All right, Dr. Cirillo, can you start answering while I zoom in on her energy? Well, yeah, sure. If uh, you're a recruiter working from home, do you make good money doing that? Because that's the ideal situation. Um, Well, I know that some companies are looking for some people to actually um, interview or screen uh, applicants or candidates, um, and that would be a great opportunity for me because I know that I can do that. I'm experienced in that, and knowing that I contributed to uh, helping someone find a job would be very rewarding. So, yeah, if you can do that and you can do it from home, that you know that's great. That's a great way to start. However, I wouldn't. Uh, just do that and not look for anything else. Hopefully, a lot of times when you can work from home, you have a little more flexibility as far as the hours you work. You could use some of the other time to check around for yourself and see if other opportunities are available, and then it's your decision if you need money and you want to get into a new new apartment or living situation, mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing holding you home if you don't have any kids or anything, then then why not try to go wherever the job uh, demands if, if there's more money? You you sound like you have a lot of options, and that's good. Uh, yes. Go ahead, go ahead Ingrid. Uh, yes, I have options, and I have language skills, because I also speak French, so I could market I myself to, uh, you know, internationally. Um, uh, Crayola, but- Crayola, right? Uh, no, I speak French European and then French Canadian and also Creole, yes. Oh, how nice, because it sounded like I heard the accent, and I'm saying the only French I can speak French with an English accent, which is Creole. That's the only kind I could understand. I mean, I, you know, I'm not from that background, but it's just that's how I am. When I try to speak French in Canada or something, once I ordered breakfast, everything came so mixed up, I promised never to speak French <laughs> to a French person again. So if you can speak all three versions, yeah, you have a lot of potential. Yeah, you and really that's do. Good. And, and that's, that's truly, Ingrid, the way your energy comes through with endless, and when I say endless, I mean endless potential. I feel you're looking, and I feel right now because you need money and, and you're sort of in a crunch, you're, you, you have tunnel vision. I feel you're not looking at and, and seeing your, your full potential. I mean, I'm seeing so many opportunities for you out there. Um, I don't even know where to start. Most of them do feel to me that they are um, uh, somehow around the languages. So I know you've asked about teaching. That's also dealing with your with 
your language skills. No, it, with your language skills, the only thing that wasn't was recruiting, correct? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the recruiting, I believe, I, I agree with Dr. Cirillo. If you have the opportunity to do that on the internet and you know make money, do it. But I'm not seeing that being how you're going to be, you know, leading to great success because I feel that in your energy, you're on the threshold of sort of coming up with. It almost feels to me something um, different and/or unique in 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 what you do. So, have you been thinking about? I mean, this this opportunity for you with not having finances, not having the easy flow of finances, has it got you to sort of think outside of the box? Because it feels to me that there's a, there's a, there's a concept that's sort of building up inside of you that would launch you to wherever it is that you want to go. So are you aware of that yet? Uh, I, I know there's something, but I just cannot pinpoint I, I just can't see clearly, you know. I'm I'm kind of confused. I guess because of my present situation, where I'm struggling, and then I feel stuck in this house, in somebody else's house. So, uh, this is blocking my energy. Well, so, that happens. They say like you you can't teach a man about God if he's hungry. You have to feed him first. So first, you have to get some source of income. If you can do it from home, from this house or anywhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Get some money so that you feel some security and then look for something that's going to use your full potential. You don't have to do one or the other. You're lucky enough to be able to do both. And and I so feel that your ticket here is, um, you know, I'm just throwing this out because I don't know enough about the opportunities that might exist for somebody who, um, you know, uh, you know, speaks so many languages and has such an expertise, but almost like being some sort of, um, you know, uh, I don't know, somehow working with the United Nations or some foreign, you know, um, countries with things, it just feels to me that opportunities like that exist for you, and they, it would be a set salary, it would be phenomenal opportunity for you, and I feel it would be significantly more money than you've made in a very long time. Okay. All right. So I will look into that. Um, and I'm not saying that it is like the United Nations. It might be somehow, and I don't know, Dr. Cirillo, do you have any idea? Because I don't know what these jobs are called. Um, but somehow um, affiliated with um, either the government or some international kind of company that deals with many countries. A translator, a diplomat, also a teacher. They use a lot of people now to teach other languages. But I know that in the Asian countries, if you're willing to teach English to people that are Chinese or Japanese, they so much want to do business with us. That those mm-hmm. are good salaries, and it'll get you into a new living location if you don't have to stay where you are. The downside is that you then can't look for permanent position where you are. This is usually more for students, but you sound like you're in a position to be able to go travel and have a little bit of adventure, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not at this time, because I have a 14-year-old son, and then uh, so oh, okay. he needs me uh, around here for now. Uh, but I can teach overseas via, you know, the Internet or Skype, yes. which is what I used to do. Um, unfortunately, I lost that job. You know, yeah, um, but 
something else out there for you that's similar to that. Um, but when Dr. Cirillo said diplomat, every every cell in my body, you know, was like going bingo, bingo, bingo. So my <laughs> gut feeling is that there's something um, involved with either the government or someone else's government in some way that um, mm-hmm. needs your services and really feels to me to be big-time money here, big-time money. And I feel you would be phenomenal at doing it and be oh. happy at what you were doing. Okay. Well, then I'll we'll, I will try to focus on that line then. <laughs> and actually, oh. you know, um, something perhaps with the French or Canadian embassies might be a place to look as well. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let us know how it turns out, and good luck to you. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Have a good You're evening. You're very welcome. You too. Yes, okay. 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 Bye-bye. All right. Um, who is our next caller? We have Shalmina, and she wants to know if she and soul will reunite or if there's someone new so we have a love question okay and what was her name again uh is it Charmina? yes okay oh that's a beautiful name all right so tell us a little bit about what's going on um well we were like um friends for about six years and it kind of turned into a relationship thing, and then it was going back and forth, and we stopped speaking for a while. But recently we connected again, and um, I kind of don't know about it, you know. I know that's what they want, but I don't know. But I've been single for a while, and I, and I wanted to know if will we get back together or, you know, and it, has there been change, or will I meet someone new? Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you I feel much a uh, much greater potential for you with somebody new. Mm-hmm. Not to say that this situation with Saul, you know, I it, basically I feel he and you are going to continue to talk and exchange, you know, niceties or whatever. But it doesn't feel to me that a it's going anywhere, and I don't feel the two of you being tremendously vested either. Um, so so you know I, I I'm not seeing that that situation with Saul being the most fruitful, it kind of feels to me, you know, I don't know, and and I feel a lot of choppiness in the energy, which isn't an unusual thing these days. I feel that a little bit too often. So my gut feeling is that you guys have been on and off um, in the past, and even now it's not real consistent with him. Um, But I'm not feeling, you know, the gusto. I'm not feeling the real desire for either one of you to tremendously pursue it. But when I look forward... Um, let me tell you, you're going to have a phenomenal winter. Um, there's not a lot of activity between now and, I would say, November, December, January, February seem to be the hot months for you. But um, until that point, kind of feels to me to be a little bit quiet in your life as far as romance goes. Um, but come, you know, the latter part of this year into next year, um, there's going to be a whole 180. I do feel you're going to meet somebody. It feels to me... Um, somehow I'm hearing connection through somebody at work or connection through work. It could even be somebody that you work with or that you meet through work somehow, though it doesn't feel to me to be a, a colleague at work. So if it is somebody that you meet at work, it's a friend of somebody's, could be somebody from another office or another area or something like that because it feels a little bit outside of your your regular day-to-day, you know, people that you deal with with work. Um, but to me, it feels um, like 
things are when once you meet them, it's it's like over. I mean, you know, it has a lot of um, potential. It has a lot of just I don't know. I feel the interest in this person's energy. I feel his focus on you. Um, it, there's a lot of excitement in the air. I, this guy likes to go places, do things, travel. Um, you know, go to really exclusive or fancy restaurants. I mean, he feels to me to be like a high roller kind of feel to to mm-hmm. his energy. But it feels fun. It feels exciting, um, and he feels like a genuinely nice guy. So. You know, I'm more leaning towards you meeting somebody new before the end of this mm-hmm. year. And it, honestly, it could happen anywhere between um, November and December and maybe even into January. Um, but once you meet this guy, I feel, you know, any thoughts of Saul or anybody else are going to be almost like a non-issue. Um, I just don't <laughs> feel the real with Saul. I don't feel the real, you know, meaty part of or fruitful feeling that this is really going anywhere. I mean, I feel there are genuine feelings, you know, almost as if, you know, uh, an ex-husband, you know, or something like that. You have general, genuine feelings towards somebody, but I don't feel it's really ignited or, or going anywhere. Dr. Cirillo, what's your take well, on Well, yeah, it? I got the sense of salt, too, like it's a long-term, almost a brother or a friend kind of relationship that if it was going to go anywhere, it would have gone gone somewhere already. But the chemistry is pretty limited, and he's a good friend, and he'll stay in your life, but... I don't see the really hot and heavy romance behind it. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pin my pin my uh, wagon to him. In other words, romantically. And I feel you know that. I really feel in your energy. You know that. True. Yeah. Yeah. So so enjoy it. You know if he. Uh, if he shows you attention or, you know, he – just don't let yourself fall too hard for him because I don't feel consistency in his energy at all. Um, and, you know, he's a friend, and, and I do feel he's a friend, but I just don't feel it's going to take you where you want to go. So, um, you know, just sit tight because there is somebody new coming into your life. And, you know, don't don't sell yourself short. You know, there's don't feel that, you know, you have to make any um, – significant moves or, or decisions regarding yeah. Saul because you don't have to. Okay. All right? Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. You're very welcome. All right. Take care. All right. Just a reminder, um, we're going to be taking calls for um, till the end of the show. So if you are a listening and you want to give us a call, give us a call at 646-381-4141. All right. I believe we have another caller on the line. Uh, we do. We have Jennifer, and she has a relationship question as well. Oh, good. All right, Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Hey, guys. All right. Um, Hi. Because I know we're crowded up on time. My question is, I'm interested in this person. His name is Corrado, and I don't want to know if we're going to end up together. I just want to know, how do you see him as a boyfriend? Like, how would he be? Um, how honest do you want me to be? <laughs> 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 Um, he, his energy comes through somewhat as a player. Um, he, you know, he feels like a nice guy. He feels like a fun guy. He feels to me that he could be very charming at times. But I, I, he feels like a player. I don't know what other words to really use here. Um, he just does. Obviously, but, he sparks a lot of uh, interest from a distance. That's what you're feeling right now and you'd like it to get closer, and you're saying, what's the potential uh, for us to hook up and maybe uh, 
stay together. And it sounds like Lady Fontaine is saying there's not a whole lot of potential with there with him, and it's not about you. It's about him as a person. Right. I mean, you know, he feels like a nice person. You know, he does. And I feel, like I said, I feel something very charming about him, but I'm not, I just don't fully trust. It's just something that doesn't sit right. So w- w- what's actually happening? Talk to me a little bit about the dynamics of what's going on in your relationship so I can, you know, feel the energy a little bit better. Okay, nothing's going on. <laughs> okay. My aunt works with him. And then she's the one that she's like, oh, he's a good guy. He doesn't have a girlfriend right now. It's surprising the whole player thing because he, well, she knows him for like two years now, and he doesn't seem like the player kind. It's more like family orientated because his father passed away, so he takes care of his mom. He takes care of like the whole house, paying the bills and stuff. So I'm really shocked that the player would come up. Well, let me ask you, is, is there anybody else in your life that fits the bill of what I just described? Mm, no, not I mean, really. Sometimes they do pick up somebody else's energy around you. Not that I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. like any other guy besides him. Mm. Well, you know, again, even with you saying that, it still has that feel to me. So my gut feeling is something's going on sort of like under the current there. But, you know, it, I, you know, to me... But he's I, not really available emotionally. And it sounds like... That he is, right, nothing. that he isn't apparently... Yeah, that he maybe he's not going out with anybody, but that he's not looking for a serious girlfriend for some reason. We don't know what it is, but there's something there that this guy looks like the ideal guy that say everybody would say, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful for my niece? But he's hiding something. You know, he he doesn't seem emotionally available. No, I agree with that too. But still, something's under the surface there that just has me um, uncomfortable. It just does. So, you know, right now, so are you are you hoping that in some way he's going to step forward, Jennifer? I mean, we're not even friends. I haven't met him. My aunt is oh, the one that works with him. Oh, you haven't even met him. Oh, okay. I don't know him. My aunt works with him, and she's the one that wants to hook us up. She knows him. I don't know him. So I can't even say. Okay. Um, well, you know, um, you know, uh, if you if he's being described as such a great guy, then you have nothing to to lose by getting by seeing by you know meeting the guy and seeing you know wh- what he's actually like. Um, hopefully, I'm not right. I mean, it's not often that I I don't nail something, but maybe I'm picking up somebody else's energy around you. You know, maybe I'm not not you know zooming in on him. Um, you know, to me, it just I, I don't know. Why don't you give us? Why don't you meet this guy and then give us a call back and let us look at the energy? Okay. Definitely. All right. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good. Good luck to you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Do we have any other callers? We do. We have Tina, and Tina's asking about her own guides and angels. So. Oh. That's an interesting question for us. Tina? Yes, it is. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. How are you? Hi. I was just wondering, um, been having a lot of um, encounters lately, and I was just wondering if if you have a message for me, um, because they did something that was really, really thoughtful, and I I just, it just blew my mind. Whenever I have an encounter, 
I'll scream. And it's not that it's anything negative. It's just that I'm, first of all, I'm startled. And then second, you know, just if I ran into somebody, you know, you're not expecting to see someone just sort of pop in. But um, this, I think it was my guide, but I'm not sure. But he he took on the form of of my husband and um, he came into the room one afternoon a couple of days ago. And I said, oh, you're home from work early. And he just smiled. And I said, what are you doing in the doorway? You know, come in. So he took two steps in, and I said, how come you're not saying anything? And he just smiled and slowly took two step, steps backwards, and I, and I said, where are you going? And I started laughing, and he smiled at me back, and he kept walking backwards, but our eyes never, they were totally locked together. And then I yelled out to my kids that, you know, beware, your dad's going to come down the hall and tickle you. And so they got all excited, but... It wasn't him, and he was 25 miles from the house, and um, I just thought that was very, um, what a compassionate thing to do, because I'm trying not to be startled whenever I have an encounter. Do you have any messages at all that are coming through right now, or Sounds are you not pleased or something, <laughs> you know, that, that somebody's there, but they're not there, uh, you know, was he was he actually walking that way, 25 miles away, and you were picking up on his energy? I don't think so. I, I've been really just trying to get over being startled whenever I have an encounter. And I was thinking, what could I do so that I don't scream when I see you guys? Because then they just disappear, and I never really get to talk to them. Well, and I've had encounters like that as well. So, um, you know, and it's hard when you're having an encounter, especially if it looks like your husband, to not know if it's him or not him. Cause that's exactly I just immediately happened. thought it was. And, I, you know, yeah. later thinking about it, I thought, geez, that was, if that was them, that was really a, a clever but a very loving thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you a few things. When you first asked about, um, you know, guides, angels, and, and things of that nature, I immediately got um, the impression of a very tall, very strong, very, um, very, what I almost want to say, powerful, you know, but stabilizing, very quiet, stabilizing, loving, supportive, um, male angel type of energy around you. Um, and then you told me the story about your about this encounter with your husband, and I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't getting validation from my guides that indeed that was the angel communication. I'm not sure what it is. I'm leaving that as a question mark because my guides aren't saying anything, so I kind of feel right at this point it's something that you still need to explore. You know, it, it kind of feels to me this is sort of like an opening and an awakening for you, and there's still gifts and lessons for you to be getting out of that ex- that experience. That Yeah, um, I wasn't sure if it was my husband's father, grandfather who passed, because we are living in his house, and um, I feel him. He's very loving. He watches over me. I know he's here, but I've been in this house for five years, and... Um, He's made me feel really welcome, but I've never had a visual on him. And I was thinking, I really felt that it could be him or my guides because a couple of days prior to that happening, I had somebody who wasn't so nice. Um, it was like a white, misty form, sort of like a partial hood on the top of a head floating in my doorway. And when I opened my eyes, it darted at me. And I've never had anyone do that. And I said... I didn't like that. It wasn't nice. Um, if you want to talk to me, 
why don't you try um, when I'm awake and not waking me up and then flying at me like that? And it just really made me angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have all different kinds of encounters. I well, never know what's going to happen. And, and a situation like that, I mean, when you define your boundaries with, with spirit, I mean, spirit generally honors honors that. So, you know, yeah, what, you, what you said will, should get that particular kind of situation under control. But make a blanket statement more or less saying that, you know, um, come by either come by invitation or, um, you know, give me some prior warning or don't be, you know. Uh, you I know, said try the daylight hours. Right. And it was just right. two it's days later. Uh, spirit, the uh, the three that came and the first was the one with the hood, the scary one that uh Well I kinda of felt like the spirit was I felt like he was eavesdropping because my kids were the t- the lights were going off and on. There were words going all over my television set. They saw a black shadow of, of something dart in front of them while they were playing with their train set and my, my son's seven and his friend is ten. And so I was talking with them and trying to calm them down and letting them know about a guide that I have that appeared to be eight feet tall with a hood, and he was really um, just watching over me. I wasn't afraid, and kind of talking about angels and doing the protection of light around them and sort of trying to calm them down. And it was that same night, just a few hours later, this was a totally different energy that I kind of felt was eavesdropping but I'm not sure. But it's just what I felt. It was definitely not the same. But he sort that of tried one to might take have been on. Jealous. That's the feeling I got. That one was jealous that you had the first one. That somebody oh. was somehow taken from him or her, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. I yeah, that's and that, that's it, why it flew at me, and it it shocked me because normally whoever I see, they lovingly just sort of stand there, or they don't look at me. They sort of look past me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'll say, if you're from the light, you're welcome. If you're not, you need to go. But, see, I've never really sat down and actually had a one-on-one conversation. And so when I had this, whoever it was, look exactly like my husband, except he had hair and my husband shaves his head. Um, it was the first time I wasn't afraid. I was talking. I, I said, don't go. You know, what are you doing? And he was just smiling, and I got so much love from whoever it was. Um, what what is your husband's father? Was it your his father or grandfather that um, his grandfather? And they were really close. What, they they had the house. Name? His name is Frank. But I got a Fred in my sleep. I woke up saying Fred. Um, I'm still not convinced um, regarding that encounter with your husband, like um, you know, person. That it was that it was Frank. I do feel Frank's energy around. Um, I feel actually, you know, when when you said his name, I'm feeling, you know, a, a lot of warmth, but I'm also feeling a lot of pride, and I'm feeling, um, I'm hearing clapping. So he must have, way, he must have in some way, you know, sort of shown his excitement and happiness by clapping because he's sitting here clapping in front of me, and I feel that sort of. Um, you know, indicating to you that he's happy with you being there and he's happy with the relationship and, and everything like that because I see that joy. Ask ask your husband, you know, if Frank did clap, you know, when he was happy with things because that's coming through so, so strong. Um, well, I'm- I sort of left out one little thing. There's another guy named Henry 
who lived in the 1800s, and he wasn't aware that he passed away. And I, he has family that's buried, actually, in the yard next to me. And I, he, I, I told him about a year ago, look, you know, you died, and you're, if you want to see your wife and children, they're waiting for you in the light and where peace and serenity is. And I, I've been where you are. I died when I was 10, so I said I know what it's like. Um, but I was in that light, and I wanted to stay. And you've ma- he made me feel really welcome here. But I said, I, I really want you to be reunited. And then I got a tap on the shoulder about two weeks later, and he was dressed in, he had a long black hat on, and he was dressed in black, and his wife had, um, she had a long dress on. It looked black with a white apron on. And I, I, it just seemed to be like the 1800s is what I felt. But I screamed at them because I was sound asleep, and then I felt bad because he was showing me I'm with my wife. So I wasn't sure if it was Henry or not. No, it still doesn't feel like Henry. I feel Henry has gone on his way. One thing I want to say is that one that was darting at you, um, I know Dr. Cirillo felt jealousy there. I feel he's an extremely um, playful energy, extremely playful energy. Um, Oh, okay, yes. Henry, to me, feels like he's at peace feels to me that he's moved on, he's doing what he needs to do, where he needs to do it. I don't feel that energy being um, closely attached to either the location or you at this point or the house or anything of that nature. Oh, that's Um, good. You know, I feel, um, you know, I feel frank without a doubt. Again, he's choosing to oversee things and and watch and, and be part. I'm hearing him say that he's being part of the the family dynamics so and he again, really clap, is and the kids i tell them to the say about the clapping for some reason he doesn't stop clapping um, well i tell them that he loves them and i talk about him even though i never met him i talk to my kids almost every day about frank and that if you had children living in your house that you lived in for 40 years and it's not it's it's his dad's children so it's their great-grandfather i said wouldn't you lovingly watch your um, grandkids? And my, my kids say, Mom, we see him, but he doesn't talk to us. He just stares at us. And I said, well, he doesn't want to scare you, and he's sending you love. So before we go to sleep and in the morning, we always say, we love you, Grandpa Cariaga, and thank you for taking care of us and keeping us safe. And I always talk about him almost every day, and I include my other family members who have passed on too because I want my kids to know them. Sounds like they're all attached to that house, and they never really leave that house, even when they go to the other side. Yeah, I I didn't know if he he, did he cross over because I wasn't quite sure if he if he crossed over, but he he actually has strawberries come out of the ground for us and tomatoes, and I know he loved to um, plant, and he was a really good farmer, and um, I asked him to help me with recipes because he makes me feel really welcome. I've never lived in a house, and I tell him this, where there is so much love pouring out of it. You just are engulfed in this energy. Without and how? And yes, I tell him. You're, you're I tell so, him thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you really, really are fortunate to be in this situation. Um, the situation with your husband. There's some that that's the entity or the person or the being that you saw, there's still something that you need to see about that. You haven't yet identified who it is. You're very fortunate. I mean, even with the strawberries and everything coming out, even when somebody passes over, they still have the ability to watch over and to 
be involved with what's going on, you know, even when they have really moved away from from a situation. I mean, I there's many, many people that have passed on that I just make an appointment appointment with to channel at any given time. So you're fortunate to be experiencing what you're experiencing. Keep up the good work. You have a lot of um, positive energy around you, and a lot of people are trying to get your attention. One is your guide, but you haven't mentioned that person to me yet, so keep working on it. He's there. All right, we have time. I'm going to take one more caller quickly, um, then we're going to be out of time. So who's our next caller? Okay, we have Vivian. Um, this is going to end the show, so I'm okay. just going to say that now. If you have any closing announcements, say it before the call, because this is certainly going to end the show. All right, well, um, everybody knows my closing announcement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone come to the show Friday night at the tank, and oh, here's yeah, Vivian. Oh, yeah, that's important. That's important. So if you're in the New York area, please come to the Tank Theater, 45th Street, between 8th and 9th, 730, um, The Invisible World. Okay, our next caller is? Vivian. Vivian, okay. Vivian? Hi, Vivian. Hi. Hi. We're, we only have like two and a half minutes or so. Yeah. I just want to know. Yeah. I just wanted to know what's going on with me because recently I feel very often like a chill from my whole body. And uh, actually, I'm in Texas. It's very hot here. And uh, some say it's because somebody kind of the spirit is attached to me, or some say I begin over a new journey of my life. I've been testing. So Drawing on your energy, yeah. If, it, if it's so hot here and you're feeling cold. Yes. All right, I'm, I'm not scanning yeah. you to see what I'm picking up around you. Um, and, you know, I may ask you if we don't get to finish, because I have to cut out of here at 12, at 12.30 a.m. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If I do another show, to call back next week so I'll have more time to okay. really um, yes. read your energy. But let me say a few things. Um, first of all, I'm feeling a lot of actually um, – very, it's coming through very intriguing, a lot of positive um, potential around you. Um, I actually feel, and I'm hearing a knock, so it feels to me that somebody or something is actually, you might be hearing knocking sounds as well, but it's somebody's trying to get your attention. It feels to me to be somebody who's passed over um, that is somehow associated or connected with you. Um, did, did, did you have anybody that Passover within, yeah. say, the past uh, year, year and a half? Yeah, I do have. My father's uh, big brother was died this year, but I'm not close to him at all. What is his first name? His first name, uh, I forgot his name. He's Chinese. I, I'm Chinese, too. Yang, Yang Lui. He's Christian also. He's Asian. Do you see his, his face as yeah, an Asian? I'm not getting validation on him at all, but it feels to me very, very loving. It feels to me to be very, very supportive. It feels to me, um, again, watching watching over you, but trying to get your attention. Are you hearing knocks? No, I didn't hear knocks, yeah. I just feel right. kind of chill out, you know, on my body. When I told you earlier, like one minute ago, I feel chill out, you know, from my neck to my shoulder then, right side. Um, and actually, we're just about out of time. So give us a yes. call back next week um, because I have to run off to another show. To all our callers and to our listeners, have a wonderful week and good night. Okay, thank you. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.